Morning prayer begins on page three. The hour cometh and now is when true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his and he made it and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 25 begins on page 369. Unto thee, O Lord, will I lift up my soul. My God, I have put my trust in thee. O let me not be confounded, neither let mine enemies triumph over me. For all they that hope in thee shall not be ashamed, but such as transgress without a cause shall be put to confusion. Show me thy ways, O Lord, and teach me thy paths. Lead me forth in thy truth, and learn me, for thou art the God of my salvation. In thee hath been my hope all the day long. Call to remembrance, O Lord, thy tender mercies, and thy loving kindness, which have been ever of old. O remember not the sins and offenses of my youth, but according to thy mercy think thou upon me, O Lord, for thy goodness. Gracious and righteous is the Lord, therefore will he teach sinners in the way. Them that are meek shall he guide in judgment, and such as are gentle, them shall he learn his way. All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth, unto such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. For thy name's sake, O Lord, be merciful unto my sin, for it is great. What man is he that feareth the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way that he shall choose. His soul shall dwell at ease, and his seed shall inherit the land. The secret of the Lord is among them that fear him, and he will show them this covenant. Mine eyes are ever looking unto the Lord, for he shall pluck my feet out of the net. Turn thee unto me, and have mercy upon me, for I am desolate and in misery. The sorrows of my heart are enlarged. 
O bring thou me out of my troubles. Look upon my adversity and misery, and forgive me all my sin. Consider mine enemies, how many they are, and they bear a tyrannous hate against me. O keep my soul and deliver me, let me not be confounded, for I have put my trust in thee. Let perfectness and righteous dealing wait upon me, for my hope hath been in thee. Deliver Israel, O God, out of all his troubles. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twentieth verse of the sixteenth chapter of the second book of Samuel. Then Absalom said to Ahithophel, Give advice as to what we should do. And Ahithophel said to Absalom, Go into your father's concubines, whom he has left to keep the house, and all Israel will hear that you are aboard by your father. Then the hands of all who are with you will be strong. So they pitched a tent for Absalom on the top of the house, and Absalom went in to his father's concubines in the sight of all Israel. Now the advice of Ahithophel, which he gave in those days, was as if one had inquired at the oracle of God. So was all the advice of Ahithophel, both with David and with Absalom. Here ended the first lesson. Benedictus S. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fourth chapter of the second epistle of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Therefore, since we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. But we have renounced the hidden things of shame, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your bondservants for Jesus' sake. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. 
We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So then death is working in us, but life in you. And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke, we also believe and therefore speak, knowing that he who raised up Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us to you. For all things are for your sakes, that grace, having spread through the many, may cause thanksgiving to abound in the glory of God. Therefore we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Here endeth the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may cling our, our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty and merciful God, of whose only gift it cometh that thy faithful people do unto thee a true and laudable service, grant, we beseech thee, that we may so faithfully serve thee in this life, that we fail not finally to attain thy heavenly promises, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. We'll start with our lesson from 2 Corinthians this morning, where St. Paul introduces um, sort of a, a central theme of the spiritual life, but we've already encountered, we've already discussed how St. Paul is uh, experiencing opposition in Corinth by false teachers and, and um, but he starts to say, so he's preaching the gospel and some people are not receiving it. And he says, if it's veiled, that is if some people can't see it, it's veiled to some people because the God of this age has blinded them. And this is something always to remember in our proclamation of the gospel that, um, you know, one of the modern errors was, well, if you could just kind of convince people that this is true, that was kind of the apologetical um, focus. We just convince people, argue rationally, win the argument, then they'll come to faith. Of course, it's not true because um, the primary doubt isn't, isn't uh, intellectual, it's, it's spiritual and moral, and there's a blindness. The way people come to faith is that they're given, they are blind and given eyes to see. There's a conversion is an aha moment. It's not merely a rational argument. That's why oftentimes you can have a, a, a debate with people about the faith and win the debate. That's a good point, but they don't, it's not going to believe, you know, because they, because you have to, the, the God says has blinded them. So faith comes by a miracle of healing. And St. Paul in this, in this chapter describes this miracle of healing in terms of the new creation. The same God who caused light to shine out of darkness is going back to Genesis 1. God said, let there be light and there was light. So now in Christ, he is a new light has come into the world. The light is, as John says, shines in the darkness. And so God, is, a new light is shining in our hearts to give the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And when that light shines on us and we see Jesus, we're brought out of the darkness into the light and into the new creation. 
and apart apart from that miracle of healing and sight we people cannot believe it's why when we want someone to come to faith we shouldn't spend all our time haranguing them with arguments we should pray and we should pray that god will come into their life we should bear, bear faithful and loving witness to that but but conversion comes only by that miracle of healing and then um the 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 dynamics of new creation when we come to new life in christ saint paul describes in terms of the struggle and, and uh, to me these are some of the more uh, beautiful verses of the new testament you know uh that that we have this treasure in earthen vessels that means temporary mortal bodies clay made of clay that the so we have what that means is we have the holy spirit within us the, this eternal life within us through baptism and faith, but we have it in a body that's temporary. And so this means that the excellence of the power, the glory will be of God, not of us. It won't be how great we look. It will be how God is working in us to do his will. And these verses we can all relate to at some point in life. We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down but not destroyed and here's that i think the punchline is always caring about in the body the dying of the lord jesus that the life of jesus may be manifested in our body and we remember that baptism were baptized into the death and resurrection of jesus we're buried with him through baptism and raised with him through faith and this is the ongoing reality of the christian life participation in the death caring about in the body the dying dying to sin, dying to things of the world, learning detachment, learning to say no, and rising to this new life that we have. And um, that's the, uh, the focus, therefore, is we see that there's a, a suffering, but it, it's interesting, um, St. Paul says in verse 17, our light affliction, you know, and, and this light affliction is funny because if you read and say, we'll get later in 2 Corinthians, a litany of what St. Paul has suffered, beaten a bunch of times, shipwrecked, persecuted, it, you wouldn't say his resume of affliction is really very light. But what he means is in relationship to um, the, the, the resurrection, life in the world to come, when, we, when we, the new creation is completed in the resurrection, we'll look back and go, oh, yeah, it was a light affliction in relationship to the glory. And so therefore, in the Christian life, we don't look at the things that are seen, <clears throat> the visible things around us, we look at the things that aren't seen. And this kind of rem reminds us, um, of because he started with the spiritual battle, the God of this age, the evil one has blinded people, um, where in Ephesians, St. Paul says, we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but with principalities and powers. We don't look at what's seen, just the visible battle. We understand the spiritual battles going on beneath that battle. And the real battle in the midst of all this is simply the battle to be faithful, to, to hold on to, to Christ and faith through the struggles in life and, and, and do what is right. And that's, of course, in our psalm this morning, the voice of the psalmist. Um, let me not be confounded, neither let my enemies triumph over me. We always must remember the enemies are not simply the people we don't like, we want God to nail for us. They are the world, the flesh, the devil, the way the forces of evil um, 
use those external circumstances to provoke us. So the point is, we may see this person as our enemy, but what the spiritual forces want us to do is to react to that, to become angry and vengeful and strike out. And so our, our vocation is to continue to walk in relationship with God, to not respond to the provocation with evil. And we can only do this by hanging on to our prayer and hanging on to God through that. And as we hang on to that through it all, there will be a vindication. And in this regard, um, David, the story of David that we're in the middle of, is, is, is also an illustration of the Christian life. David is suffering now for his sin, but he is, he is now accepting God's chastisement and exile. But as he holds on to that, and he, he's still, he is still the anointed and Absalom is not. And so this is going to change. And we living in Christ are the anointed of God. And whatever affliction we're going through, as we hold on to him, there will be an eventual vindication. David will return to the throne. Uh, Jesus, who, who is crucified, will be raised from the dead. We living in that story as we hold on to faith and prayer will experience vindication and freedom uh, as we persevere in, in faith and prayer over time. A few thoughts about today's lessons. Continuing with the prayer for all conditions of men. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving help unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith and unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate, especially those for whom our prayers are made at this time. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them, according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings, and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, 
through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Almighty God, who has given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplications unto thee, and dost promise that when two or three are gathered together in thy name, thou wilt grant their requests. Fulfill now, O Lord, the desires and petitions of thy servants, as may be most expedient for them, granting us in this world knowledge of thy truth, and in the world to come, life everlasting. Amen. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Good Thursday to you. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Bishop. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Thank Have you, a wonderful everybody. day, everybody. Thank you, everyone.